Hello and welcome to the Access of Space Defense and Security podcast. I'm Omkar Nikam, your host for this episode. In this podcast, we explore the latest developments and trends in the fields of space exploration, defense technology, and national security. Each episode features insightful interviews with experts and industry leaders who share their perspectives on a wide range of topics, including the latest advances in satellite technology, space exploration missions, military defense strategies, cybersecurity, and more. Whether you are a space enthusiast, a military professional, or someone interested in the latest innovation in technology and security, this podcast has something for you. Join us as we delve into the cutting-edge research breakthroughs that are shaping the future of space defense and security. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to episode 17, Challenges and Opportunities in Satellite Cybersecurity, the SciSec story. So today to have a deep insights into the satellite cyber security domain and as well as to know the story of a Switzerland based company SciSec we have today with us Matthew Belly. Hi Matthew, welcome to the podcast. Hello I'm Karl, thanks a lot for having me. Super excited to be here. Likewise, thank you very much for giving us your precious time. So Matthew, uh, before taking a deep dive into the topic i would like to know a little bit of your background and how you ended up in the space industry uh, and of course uh, will of course in the later part of the conversation we'll discuss about the sisec as well uh, but yeah it would be good also if you mention uh, how we association have with the sisec started and all so yeah please proceed ahead yes of course of course uh, yes my name is matthew bailey I'm, a, I'm an engineer by training, like most of the space people, let's say, uh, I studied in uh, material science and I worked in the space industry quite a bit extensively, especially on mechanisms and structures. So very close to my, uh, my educational uh, training. And uh, I just got interested in 2018 in, in cybersecurity. And then, the, yeah, we'll talk about it later, but just realized it was going to become a major concern for, for the industry. And, and, and joined the, the, the SciSec uh, journey uh, back then, which is now uh, a, big, a big part of the, uh, of the space uh, ecosystem. Thank you very much. I think, uh, Pia, as you mentioned, uh, it is really true that uh, since 2018 or even before, I mean, the satellite uh, cybersecurity is something that uh, the industry never really gave that much importance to it as much as it gives to the other upstream level market uh, technologies uh, but yeah i think since then things have been you know changing evolving i would say that people are more and more taking interest uh, into this topic so can you tell us what was the prime inspiration to start sisec and what challenges did you and your team faced uh, while scaling the company yeah, so, so the story is, uh, so I'm a space guy, as, as I just said, I've been working a lot of ESA missions, mostly on the business and commercial uh, side. And uh, I was just reading news, just like everybody else in 2018, 2019, about these cyber attacks on uh, hospitals, on banks, on critical infrastructure, colonial pipeline, all these big attacks that, that were making the headlines. And I was just curious to see if uh, the space industry was also concerned by these uh, cyber threats. I started just investigating uh, how, how about uh, attacking a, a satellite? Is it easy to, to hack a satellite? 
uh, how, how much are they protected? Is it is it something that people have been researching, working on, or companies specialized in cybersecurity, cyber defense for satellites and, and space data? And back then in 2018, there was really not much in terms of literature and, and available content to really describe if, if there was an issue at all and, 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 and people working on it. So it, it was very, very quiet. Uh, there were just a, a few papers from American researchers, uh, Greg Falco and Harrison Godel in particular, that published uh, a paper called Small Sats, uh, Big Risks. And the, the, the paper was just talking about this big market growth in terms of new space and small satellites that we were talking about these thousands, hundreds of thousands of satellites that were going to be launched in the, in the next decade and potentially uh, collecting and transmitting really sensitive data. So being really bringing a lot of value to society and to, and to the industry. And, and as you know, like value is what attracts criminals. So uh, this, is, this is what leads people to think that space could potentially become a target for cyber uh, attackers. And uh, realizing that, then uh, it just started to, 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 to look and interview business partners to ask whether or not cybersecurity was a concern for them, uh, typically uh, new space, small set operators. And I quickly realized that, yes, it was becoming a concern because customers, investors, partners, uh, people were starting to ask questions. Uh, and then they, they, they had really a lot of trouble to, to, to give some answers because uh, usually they, they have no experts in terms of cybersecurity or cryptography in the team. So most of these teams are made of space engineers and they don't have any training in, in, in crypto or in, in security. If you graduate from TU Delft or, or SUPAIO in Toulouse uh, in aerospace engineering, you don't have any uh, security cryptography training. So it's, it's really not part of the, of the culture of the industry and there's no product that you can buy off the shelf to really secure your, your, your satellite or your data, at least for civil missions. Uh, it's, yes. it's, really, it's really about commercial missions because if you talk about military defense missions, these missions have been secured by the big companies from, from decades, from, from, from day one. But the, the gap that we identified was really about the new space and the commercial uh, missions. So that's, that's what we've been trying to, uh, to fill. This is quite an interesting background. I would say now I'm having a fear of missing out uh, being in SATCOM industry, why I didn't actually look into the satellite cybersecurity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so definitely, I think we'll explore uh, more on this topic uh, in the f further ahead in the conversation. Uh, but yeah, just before that, I would like to, you know, uh, know little bit from the new space and the commercial aspect. Uh, so did SISEC uh, acquired funding from investors to scale its capabilities? And if yes, then can you briefly tell us what were the challenges involved in convincing the investors about investing such a niche domain? I mean, we see investors this is investing a lot in uh, Leo and Mu satellites, but I hardly see people investing, you know, a kind of a a hefty amount in ground segment, in satellite cybersecurity, or even, you know, the software related things that are there in the space industry. So yeah, please, can you tell us more on this topic? Yeah, so the first step was really about identifying the pain that, that operators and end users uh, were really uh, talking about in terms of security. And this can be in terms of risks for the, for the business, 
or in terms of compliance. These are the, really the two way to, uh, to, to have to put security on board the spacecraft or, or on the mission. Uh, risks, they, they, historically cyber risks have, have not been part of the risk analysis for a space mission. They were absolutely totally ignored by the engineers because it's not something they, they were used to, it's not something they, they were familiar with, let's say. Uh, now more and more this is changing. So we see now uh, operators uh, from phase A, design phase, really thinking about cyber threats and how people could potentially attack their, their architecture and thinking about they could put in place some defense mechanisms. So that's really the, the new security by design approach. But this is always driven by your by business need. So it needs to be the CEO or C-level that says, okay, this cyber threat risk to me is not acceptable for the company because I can lose my customers, I can lose a lot in terms of reputation, in terms of assurance and so on and so on. So it needs to be mitigated. So, so really that's a, that's a business decision. And the other way is compliance. So uh, today anybody can, can, can launch a satellite even with propulsion capabilities without any questions asked in terms of yes. cyber or crypto. And to me, this when I discovered that, I thought that was totally crazy because these satellites sometimes are worth like millions, hundreds of millions, sometimes paid with taxpayers' money. And there's most of them up to today have been uh, operated in clear. So I'm not saying it's easy to hack uh, a satellite, but at least in terms of defense mechanism, there was pretty much nothing <laughs> done. So yes. a, lo a lot of countries, uh, organizations at national or European level are, are really thinking and drafting some initial guidelines and recommendations and even standards to impose some security standards on spacecraft operations and, and, and mission design and so on and so on. So what I, according to what's going on right now, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very much convinced that some regulations will be applicable in the short term for all uh, satellite operators. Uh, typically, the typical example is France that is uh, currently drafting the new law for space operations and that is now including a chapter about cybersecurity with a uh, cybersecurity plan and audit and, and the obligation to at least authenticate and encrypt uh, telemetry and telecommand. So we see it coming. That's the need. And now the question is, how do you address that as a private company? So developing products, hiring a team, and so on and so on. This is the story of all space tech, new space uh, startup, raising money, convincing investors that this is a, a market that is uh, worth it. In terms of numbers, it's very easy. Um, I've, I've read, I've, I've seen some decks from, from big space tech uh, claiming that the, the space economy would become a, a trillion dollar economy uh, very soon. What we see in fintech, for example, in more mature markets is that cyber is about 10% of the market value. So if you take 10% yes. of what of a trillion, that's still a big, a big cake. And today there is not many companies addressing that that market. So that's why that's that's basically the pitch of SciSec. We've been the pioneers. We, we are the first in God knows that uh, in the space industry, being the first is is so important that we think we are in a good position to address this uh, this security market for the space industry. Definitely. Also, I'm really glad that you brought up the point of defense mechanism. And I've been very curious about this issue specifically uh, because we have recently seen the Russia-Ukraine war has put a significant spotlight on satellite cybersecurity issues. 
but from my knowledge uh, having you know spent some time al- almost a decade in the industry i believe there have been several incidents in the past as well such as the intelsat satellite hacked by an extremist group group called ltt which used to operate in india and sri lanka so can you tell us briefly about some real life incidents and extend on how industry should prepare it advance to counter such cyber threats in the space industry yeah that's a very uh, let's say classic question has it happened before can you give us some examples of 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 cyber attacks on satellites so there is a public database that has been compiled by uh, nasa about all incidents that are potentially attributed attributed to cyber attacks on on space systems and they they have about 80 uh, incidents reported in this public database and when i came across this database that has been referenced by all researchers working on space security uh, typically in the phd thesis of james pavour which might be the most well-known researcher in this field um, there are various levels of of incidents of consequences let's say and also various levels of of proofs of evidences of what exactly happened so for some of these attacks we have very little evidence. Uh, I can give the example of the Rosat uh, spacecraft. Uh, it's very unclear exactly what happened, if it's actually a cyber attack or not. And some are extremely clear, like the Viasat, maybe the the the, the most obvious uh, example, as you as you noted, and also it had a big uh, impact. It made the headlines even on the mainstream media. Everybody was talking about it. And for them, like for for, for Viasat, there is absolutely. Uh, no doubt that this was attributed to to the Federation of Russia. It has been confirmed publicly uh, by the French uh, Space Force that really clear evidences that this was uh, Russia behind it. So it's really a large spectrum of these incidents. Uh, some of them with very little consequences. Some of them with dramatic consequences. Some of them targeting the ground segment. Some of them more on the communication channel. I'm thinking about all the GPS uh, spamming, spoofing, jamming attacks that we have seen in the Black Sea, in Iran, and all over the world. So it's it's the space the space operating a space system is is a complex task right the 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 attack surface is very broad you have the ground segment the space segment the user terminal all the it infrastructure on ground the cloud services and so on and so on so you have so many posi- uh, possibilities as an attacker to attack the system and to uh, to eavesdrop data to interrupt the service you you really can do a lot of different things at different levels so it's it's hard to really yes pinpoint uh, an attack. This is just a, a large spectrum. And also in terms of the attackers, we've seen obviously state-sponsored attack uh, are, are a big threat. Uh, Chinese groups, the, the US reported that some Chinese APT targeted some of the US satellites uh, recently. Russia, obviously North Korea, Iran. So state-sponsored attacks uh, are, are the most obvious. But also, we now fear that uh, even APTs, for financial reasons, may look after uh, space companies and even amateurs, in a sense. Uh, so it's really broad, let's say, the the, the topic of uh, of uh, the history of attacks. This is interesting. I actually didn't know there was a database for tracking these activities. Maybe, Matthew, uh, after the podcast, maybe you can just uh, let me know if there is an, such open source links similar to it and i can actually add it to the description uh, of the podcast because mm-hmm. uh, my podcast is actually meant to you know educate uh, the industry leaders 
but also along with that help the students and research scholars as well uh, mm-hmm. to kick start or you know kind of uh, uh, have them you know embed a curiosity about some unique topics so yeah it will be great uh, great if you can just uh, send yeah. me the link later on that would be great yeah of course yeah, yeah. thank you so proceeding ahead uh, from your perspective what does the supply and demand picture look like in the cyber satellite cyber security domain and is it affecting the military and commercial space tech markets so let's say that um, if i draw okay, the kind of the, the the big picture so in the commercial space uh, segment so new space uh, I would say that most of the operators today have little or very little or zero expertise in terms of cybersecurity. So they're looking for really uh, basic uh, building blocks to do at least the, 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 the bare minimum in terms of cryptography on board and on ground. Some of them are more advanced because uh, a lot of these companies are not looking at uh, sending uh, missions for dual use uh, applications. And as soon as you get an MOD or DOD, uh, client in the loop, then you get security requirements and specifications, and it's a totally different story. So we see a lot of uh, new space operators coming back to us and and asking us to to help them because they want to address uh, this new uh, defense uh, market. Uh, so that's kind of of the of the picture today. And also, as I said, like on the military defense side, this is a lot more uh, protected, obscure market that has been. Uh, around for decades and mostly uh, addressed by, by the big companies with a very much old space fashion in the, in the sense that it's certified, qualified, hardware-based with dedicated production lines, authorized personnel only, a lot of certification and so on. So uh, big development times, big budgets, it takes uh, 10, 15 years to, to, to design a mission. And it's interesting to see that also MOD DODs that have been really using these types of, of approach are now considering new space and they want to benefit from the agility of new space missions, but, but they also want to have a trade-off in terms of agility and security. And this is exactly where we think uh, we can help. It's to find that compromise, that trade-off, where you can have a decent level of security, but still benefit from all the, 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 the innovations that, that were brought by, by new space uh, players. Right. Yeah, I think uh, this is quite interesting uh, in the sense that the new space uh, companies are involved now a lot. Uh, as uh, But yeah, as you said, from the military side, it is something that the big companies or the big players uh, should step in and start possibly navigating across this sector. Uh, so my question, next question is just kind of a follow-up one, I would say, to the answer that you just provided. We have seen currently... There are a lot of you know companies coming up in the space industry. I mean, literally, any civilian on this planet now can you know, if he if he or she has an appreciable amount of funds, they can come and you know start their own space company, launch a satellite, or you know possibly provide any other kind of services. So, from this perspective, do you think like small businesses and startups should give priority to satellite cybersecurity? Yeah, that's that's really um, let's say. Personally, and also with SciSec, we're really uh, big advocates for security by design. And I always repeat to the new space companies that come to us asking for help in terms of security that they have a unique 
chance. It's a unique opportunity to make it right from day one. When you start from a blank page, you say, okay, I'm a new space. I got this interesting business ID. If, an, if I can collect this data, a lot of people are ready to pay for it. Well, when you start designing the mission, the spacecraft, the, the, the ground segment, this is the chance to make it right for, from the beginning. And it's gonna help you save so much money, so much effort uh, afterwards. And we see it with companies that are more mature with flying satellites. It's a lot more difficult to, to, to patch, to fix things, to change it, to update and so on and so on. It's a lot more costly, it's a lot more complicated. Doing it by design is really the way to go. And this is really what I'm, the message I'm trying to convey to, to this company. Don't, don't screw it up, make it right from the, from the very beginning. Even if, it's, if it takes a little bit of an investment in terms of resources, in terms of, uh, uh, of budget, but it's worth it. And I guarantee that the, the level of cyber threat on space systems is not going down. Uh, it's going up. So it's going to help you uh, in the future for your company to make it more robust and, 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 and more uh, trustable in a way for the market, investors and customers included. I agree with this fact that uh, the cybersecurity threats are not going down. It's really going up. And I believe... Uh, Rather than you know taking a big blow, uh, taking down all the infrastructure which happens uh, when the cyber attacks happen, the company should really take care from the scratch itself when they are starting up. So yeah. with respect to this only, like Sisex work in the industry is highly appreciated across Europe. I, I mean, I have been seeing Sisex since it started in 2018. Um, but is Sisex also looking to expand its business in other parts of the world? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because um, when I started looking in, in, into the space cybersecurity topic, I, I, I realized in 2019, 2020, that the US market was a little bit more mature than, than Europe in the sense that politically speaking, uh, the Americans were more uh, familiar with uh, having a, a, a smaller uh, overlap between commercial and defense. So a lot of US space companies are serving both uh, the government and also commercial uh, players. So uh, they, they tend to be more familiar and more aware in terms of cybersecurity. And also Trump was the one to create the, the US Space Force, which then a lot of uh, other countries imitated right after France, Germany, and so on. So they tend to be more, more aware, more mature. Uh, which which means it's a it's a bigger market for 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 any company. Uh, so definitely looking at, at at the American market, Europe is is a is is a young market in terms of of, of security, but it's uh, it's growing, and we see it also with uh, with the big projects like uh, Iway Square, which is like the, the 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 term security is in the name of the constellation. So <laughs> that really yes. that tells everything <laughs> that now. When you build the constellation, it has to be secure by design. It's in the name of, of the constellation. Yes. So I think it's going to be inevitable for every single player, even in Europe, to, to embed security. So again, we, we just see it growing and growing. Yes, definitely. I think it is very necessary. And there are like countries like Australia, India, uh, UAE as well, which are coming up. Uh, but I believe... Uh, in terms of, of course, the scale, they still have to achieve the things, but there also, I think, needs uh, some kind of, you know, education that should be imparted to the 
space industry in these countries. So do you think the space industry in general is now well-educated about cybersecurity issues? Uh, also, can you extend a bit on what efforts are taken by SISEC to put spotlight on satellite cybersecurity issues? I mean, in terms of, you know, outreach and education uh, of the cybersecurity issues. Yeah, education is a big topic because as we realized, uh, you cannot sell security products to companies that don't understand the risks. <laughs> so yes. as I said at the beginning, if you have only a team of space engineers that have no idea of what an, uh, a hacker or an attacker can do on their systems, and, they, and these guys are creative and they can do a lot of <laughs> harm, uh, then it, it's it, they're not willing to put an additional software or piece of hardware to protect their systems. They're just gonna see it as a as a risk to the mission, as opposed to seeing it as a as a contribution to the mission success because it prevents uh, cyber attacks on the on the system. So education is absolutely key, and we realized this uh, very early on. We were very jealous of, of the events that were happening uh, in the US called uh, CyberSat, CyberSatGov, that were also uh, trying to, um, to, to combine all the players interested in space cybersecurity. And that's why, since there was nothing happening in Europe, that's why we decided to create uh, an event called uh, CySat, which is uh, two days in a year. Uh, it's, it's been the third edition this year in Paris, and uh, we started in 2021. Uh, and we just, the idea is to gather all European stakeholders that are uh, involved in, in space cybersecurity. And it's basically every single uh, piece of the <laughs> supply chain. So you have obviously the agencies, uh, ESA, USPA, you have the big industrial players, Airbus, Thales, OHP. You have all the supply chain of security space companies that are, that needs to be involved because they're designing the, the ground systems, the flight the, the flight segment and so on. Uh, the startups, obviously, the new space companies, the researchers uh, that need to be to, to be working on space security. So we're really trying to 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 have everybody there uh, at SISAT. And we had uh, 750 uh, participants uh, this year, 750 participants. We doubled every year since 2021. Uh, we're going to make it even bigger. Yes. Uh, next year so we're really happy to see the traction at least on the topic uh, a lot more people are getting interested are getting involved we see it also from the from the business side with ESA for example USPA also releasing a lot of ITTs and opportunities for the industry to work on space cybersecurity. Iris Square as I mentioned is a big uh, is a big topic it's a huge business opportunity for for the space industry so yeah, we just, yes. we see it growing. We need an event, but we need also training. We need education. We need the universities uh, to train the engineers in, in crypto and in security. Uh, so, and that takes also political will. So it's really the whole ecosystem. So we're trying to make a lot of noise about security. So people realize that it, it's, it's uh, the fight is worth it. Yes, definitely. I, I hope the industry gets educated about these topics. And I think uh, my podcast is actually meant to, you know, kind of educate people on this uh, such, you know, unique topics. Uh, so we have, you know, apart from cybersecurity, there is like espionage in the space industry as well. Those topics are also there. So through my podcast, I'm trying to, you know, kind of educate the people about the things which are not been, you know, uh, so much popular, I would say. Because, I mean, literally everyone on this planet now knows about, you know, SpaceX and what they're doing. 
uh, but what people are not aware is about the threats to the infrastructure uh, in a like like the cyber so i believe it is very much important that you know we educate the people i think once the education bar is mature enough uh, there will be opportunities which will be opening up for sure for several companies for companies like sisec i would say yeah and also for the whole ecosystem i mean uh, in terms of the industry if tomorrow a constellation or a spacecraft or or an, an organization gets attacked and and really uh, harmed uh, seriously, it, it could really take down the level of trust that society has in space systems. And, and this is so important for us as an industry to continue to grow, that we keep this trust of our customers, of our investors, of, of the institutions. And for that, we need to make sure that we are resilient to all the bad guys that are out there and, and, and looking at, at, uh, at harming these systems. Definitely. I think uh, also, Matthew, I would like to uh, tell that, you know, I think we are approaching the end of the podcast now at the moment. And I would like to know that, you know, what message would you like to give to the industry about satellite cybersecurity? So, as I said, for for really uh, young companies, new space companies, this is your chance to make it right. I said it multiple times, but I repeat it. Uh, for for uh, it's institutions like ESA, USPA, I think funding cybersecurity research and development uh, is absolutely uh, critical for the industry. Uh, the, I think the, the the message to the big players is uh, is more obvious because they are more familiar with with security. They've been working on programs like Galileo, which is very much secure. I'm not worried about Galileo. I'm more wor- worried about every single other uh, missions. And and we need more startups. Uh, we need more research, uh, researchers, universities, students to get interested, to get involved in the topic. So it's really about bringing everybody together. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think as you said, like bringing everybody together is very important because that's how we'll be able to kind of, you know, mass educate the people uh, about the critical issues like this. I mean, I'm I'm just imagining, you know, we all have the communication devices in our hands. And what if the infrastructure goes down at once? I mean, it's not only our personal lives will which will be affected, but it's the whole financial markets, everything, everything will be disrupted. And I think for this, it is very important, as you mentioned in the conversation, the company should start taking care of these issues right from the scratch, from the day one, when they start the company itself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much, Matthew, uh, for, you know, taking out time and providing us such valuable insights. And I really hope uh, SciSec uh, keeps on, you know, achieving uh, its targets every year and scale its presence across the continents because I think uh, coming from, you know, a background of satellite communications for the military, I believe the work that you guys are doing, it's fantastic. So I hope uh, and wish you all the best uh, for the future endeavors. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Amkar, for for having me and also for contributing to raise uh, awareness about the topic of security. So we we need people like you also to 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 voice it and to help us uh, spread the word. So thank you, so thank you so much for having me uh, this morning. Yes.
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you find our podcast insightful, then please like, share and subscribe. See you in the next episode. Thank you.